Thanks for listening to The Last Days Podcast with Dr. Todd and Katie Holmes. To stay connected, please check out the River of Tri-Cities Church on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, or online at riveroftricities.com. The Last Days Podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Now, here's Dr. Todd and Katie Holmes. But I want to tell you this, that Jesus, of course, he was bringing something brand new to this earth. And he was being led by the Father. What he heard the Father say, he spoke. What he saw the Father do, he did himself. And he, he, was, a, he was a man of prayer. He was constantly in prayer. And then he was demonstrating the power of God. So he constantly is going back between times of prayer and times of demonstrating the power. Back to prayer, to power, from prayer to power, and back and forth. But he had this, this ragtag, this motley crew of guys who had no ministry experience whatsoever. He was just walking past them and said, come follow me. I'll make you fishers of men. And they dropped their nets and they start following him. You know, you know, like, okay, what are we doing here? And so from, from absolutely nothing, no experience whatsoever, he's taking on these people and he is trying to accomplish the plan of God at the same time, trying to disciple 12 people who have not a clue of anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, nothing whatsoever. I mean, nothing. And, and so, and you think you have it difficult sometimes. Come on now, let's get a perspective <laughs> on some things here, okay? And, and I mean, sometimes, you know, I can just see Jesus rolling his eyes like, how long do I have to be here with you guys? Oh my right. gosh, you numbskulls, <laughs> you scallywags, what are you, what are you doing here? Um, but Jesus took the three closest to him and went up apart from the others because they're the ones who were the closest to him. And, um, and, and another part of the gospel talks about as they were praying and everything like that, evidently, as was real typical with the disciples, they fell asleep during this whole process of prayer, which, mm-hmm. which seems to be kind of common. It's kind of, I, I think it's almost uh, like expected in prayer meetings now. You know, <laughs> you have to, if you're coming to a prayer meeting, you know, that's going to be longer than about 30 minutes, then we expect for you to take a nap break sometime in it. They, oh, they, they did the same thing in the garden of Gethsemane. And, and so this is just kind of a typical things. And, um, and Jesus all the time, he's just like, Oh my gosh, you know, here you are, you're sleeping again. Um, but you know, why even bother waking you? Because you know, you're going to get up and you're going to be groggy and not moving at the speed you need to and everything like that. Constantly trying to get them to understand, Hey, there is something going on in the realm of the spirit. It's not, not all the things that are, that you see in the natural. Jesus had communication all the time. I believe the transfiguration, the, the disciples, Peter, James, and John, they got to see exactly what was happening in the realm of the spirit. And I believe right. this happened often with Jesus. He didn't have others that he could, there was no iron sharpening iron there. Mm-hmm. He didn't hang out with John the Baptist, his cousin, right. who, was a, who was a forerunner even, okay? Right. And John the Baptist actually was getting a little jealous right. of, of things. And so, you know, and mm-hmm. he, was in, he was in jail locked up. Jesus, meanwhile, was going about um, preaching, teaching, healing the sick, conducting, you know, uh, miracles, feeding the hungry, you know, all, all this other stuff. He was just busy about the kingdom of God, but there wasn't anybody else for him to have, you know, any type of uh, really communication with, he had to communicate with the, th- with the spirit. Mm-hmm. And so there was uh, around him so great a cloud of witnesses, Moses and Elijah showing up there. And um, in another gospel, it talks about, they were talking about his demise, about, you know, when it was time for him to go to the cross and 
all that he was going to go through. And I know these men who were leaders in their own rights were encouraging him. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh, you know, it's so exciting to see what you were doing. You know, and, and they're not, they're not, they're not Jesus. They're not Jesus at all. They were, they were leaders in their own rights while they were here on this earth. But Jesus was bringing in a new covenant, uh, absolutely new things. Moses, there was the, there's, there was the Mosaic covenant also that was established with Moses. And Elijah was a voice, was a, was a prophet a great prophet in his day. And Jesus was the fulfillment of the law and the prophets. And that's mm-hmm. what this was all about is, is Jesus was the fulfillment of these two guys' ministry. And so these two guys who were the head of their particular ministries, the law and the prophets, they were coming along and they were saying, good job. You're doing so great. You are the ultimate fulfillment and, and just keep it up. Keep it up, be encouraged. And so Jesus was, as he was surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, he was receiving strength to continue Mm -hmm. on the task. In the middle of this communication, the disciples wake up. And they just happen to get in on a little bit of what they're seeing. They're going like, oh, my gosh, there's Moses, there's Elijah. I don't know if they had, like, you know, some sort of name tags on or something like, hello, my name is Elijah. And... um, (laughs) Or, you know, how exactly they knew, but because there wasn't pictures in those days. But, but the thing is, they knew that was Moses, that was Elijah. Peter, you know, of course, as it says here, as we were just reading in the New King James Version, didn't know what to say, and so he just says whatever comes to his mouth, which that's Peter, okay? <laughs> and oh my gosh. Um, and so uh, Father, the Father God actually had to, had to come on the scene and, and interrupt <laughs> Peter and saying, Peter, shut up. Listen to Jesus. Because Peter was like, oh, let's build three booths. Let, let's build one for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. And it's like, these are not all on the same level. Jesus is a fulfillment of everything. He's going, we're going to another level. We're, we're taking ground. Mm-hmm. And I want to encourage you right now, even if you may be seem to be where you are, in your city, in your church, whatever, you're just like the head of the pack. Maybe pastors, you're listening to me, evangelists, uh, apostles, prophets, teachers, whatever it is that you're, that you're called to. Um, and you're, you're like, I'm leading the pack. Understand that the Holy Ghost is with you and yes. he is encouraging you. And if you will spend more time in prayer and you will sharpen yourselves in the things of God, I want to tell you, you'll get the plan to go forward. You don't always need another human being around you to encourage you. You need to draw strength from the realm of the spirit. You need to get in the presence of God because you are, you are the carrier of on this earth of what God is doing. You're the doorway to everybody that you're reaching. You're the door, but by which everything comes to them. And so you have to stay strong. You have to stay on your game. You can't have this diminishing success. Well, I'm really not like I used to be in ministry. If you're, you know, somebody has been in ministry for a while, come on, shake off the cobwebs, get the junk out of your life. Stop settling down, get out of your bark lounger and let's run. Let's mm-hmm. do the things that God's called you to do. Stop hesitating. Stop sitting back on your laurels. Oh, I have some great intentions. I would love to do this one day. One day. Well, do something, do something. <laughs> Stop just having this haze in your, in your brain and let's move forward with the, with the things that the body of Christ is needing to see accomplished because you've got to, you've got to surround yourself 
with, with what God is wanting to do, with the plan, with the vision, the dream, whatever it is. Don't lose that. Write down those things that God has shown you. He says, write down the vision so that others can read it and they can run with you. The problem is, is that most people have a vision. Most people have a dream. They keep it to themselves. They don't tell other people, hey, this is what's in my heart. This is what's in it. I had one of our Bible college students text me late last night. He goes, man, can I, can I please sit down with you? Can I please talk with you? I, I'm just exploding with what God's put inside of me. And I was like, absolutely. I want to hear this because this, these are the things that bring life. I want to hear what people have inside of them. I want to, I want to know how can I help you achieve the goals that God has put inside of your life? Not, not airy fairy things, but I'm telling you things that are burning inside of you. Not these not these, the, the stuff that's way up in the clouds that, you know, you're like, well, one day I think I might like to be an astronaut and travel to Jupiter. Okay. I, I don't care about that. I'm talking about, you know, what are you doing today? What's the fire today? What is the fire propelling you to do today? What are you jumping into today? Even if it is absolutely massive, what are you doing? Because you need to surround yourself with those who are going to encourage you. Those who are going to say, come on, let's get, the, let's get busy with this. How can I help you achieve things? My wife was talking about how others, when they have great dreams and great vision and everything like that, they invest all of themselves. They invest everything they've got. They throw it into it or they see another vision. Somebody else has a vision and others in in business, they'll say, I want to back that vision up. I will invest hugely into that. What's it going to take? Is it going to take millions? You know what? Well, that's glory to God. That's what I'm going to make. And I'm going to invest in that vision because we're going to see things shaken up in these last days in the world so that we can, we can just wrap things up. Hallelujah. Yes. And get the heaven out of here. Yes. And if you're one of those people where you don't know exactly what God has called you to do, or, you know, many people are called alongside other, you know, churches and ministries to help facilitate a vision. And they're so vital and they're used in such great ways. So the thing is, is don't, you know, cause some people will just sit back forever going, well, I, I just really don't know what God has called me to do. Listen, God is promotes out of action. When you're moving and you're accomplishing things, then promotion just naturally happens. And God will connect you with greater people when you're actually going forward and you're doing what he has called you to do. So don't, don't wait for some big, you know, you think, oh, well, that's not, I just got to sit here. And like you were saying, just sit back until something opens up. No, do what you find your hand to do right now today and say, okay, God, I'm doing this. I'm putting my hand to, I know that you're going to prosper what I put my hand to, and you're going to increase me as I'm being faithful, as I'm doing this. And you'll be amazed at, and let the Lord direct you. Sometimes you feel to take a step in a direction and your, and your mind goes, well, I don't really see how that'll lead to exactly what I feel like I'm called to, but you follow after the leading of the Holy Spirit. And then when you look back after a number of months or years, you're like, wow, that is so amazing how I would have never guessed that that one thing led to me meeting this person, which led me to this and how God orchestrated the whole thing. So don't wait, just follow after, embrace what God is leading you to do by the Holy Spirit. And it's amazing how even, you know, when we go through challenging situations, you know, sometimes, you know, you, you're doing exactly what God has called you to do. And, and of course he increases you. I mean, I know that, you know, us here with the church building that we stepped to into in the natural, we couldn't afford it. You know, we, we like, oh my goodness, you know, the, the maintenance, the, you know, all these different things that the enemy will try to put in your mind to just shut you down and go, oh no, well, I can't, can't, can't step into that. I'll have to wait longer. No, actually, when you feel the hand of God moving you forward and you feel like this compelling note, this is, this 
is the step of faith. Is it going to take more faith? Yes, it is. Am I going to have to go to a new lover? Yes, I am. Then that, those are all positive, amazing, great things. You've got to allow the stretch to to take place so that you grow just like in the natural. You're not gaining muscle until you stretch until pain comes of that, that muscle, the tearing, but then the new growth comes forth in that no pain, no gain. Same in the spirit realm. And so as you do that, and something, you're going to face some challenges. We face some challenges, but do you know that, uh, like I said earlier, not only has God provided a victory, but through those challenges, God actually, in the midst of that, moves to connect you with more powerful, influential people. Absolutely. And you need those connections. So it's amazing how those connections will come. They don't come for people who are sitting and doing nothing. And you can sit there and go, well, you don't understand what I've been through and what people have told me and, and all of that. Again, you've, you've got to just go, God, I give you all of my past. I submit to you. God, I am here and I will embrace growth. I will embrace big vision and I will embrace whatever it is that you have called me to do. I refuse to stay at the same place. Adopt that thought. And so anytime you have a thought that goes contrary to that, then go, nope, that's not my portion. I'm going forward. I'm receiving the biggest things, the best things that God has for me. And that's what you do. You refuse to listen to small thinking people. It's not that you have to cuss people out and be rude to them. That's not what I'm saying. You don't have to be dishonoring to your family or anything else, but you also don't have to stay in the same spot and embrace the same stupid thinking that will keep you in the same spot. You've heard the phrase by Albert Einstein, the quote by him, it is a form of insanity to do the same thing repeatedly and expect different results. It simply does not happen. You're going to have to change the way you think, which is going to change the way you speak, which will change your actions, which those actions that have created habits and patterns in your life, those will begin to change as you start doing something differently. And then your destiny looks totally different. But again, it all goes back to the way that you think. So stop with the negative thinking. Stop making excuses for everything else. Well, you don't understand this or whatever. It doesn't matter if anybody else understands or not. What it understands is what, what, excuse me, what matters is that you understand who God is on the inside of you, that you serve the God of the universe. You serve the God of the impossible. The more impossible it is in the natural, the more possible in the supernatural. Embrace what God has for you. Get in his word, grow your faith, and go forward. Don't wait for one more thing. Don't wait. Don't make one more excuse. And some people who are not in, in areas, of, uh, in areas of, of leadership, you need to replant yourself. Absolutely. You need to get around. You need to get around people who will encourage your vision who will encourage you to move forward with things. Not, not somebody who tells you just calm down and, <laughs> and just, you know, you know, that it's not, it's not time for all of that. And we were just kind of in a calm season right now. We're not in a calm season at all. <laughs> I mean, there's a hurricane brewing down in Florida right now and about to smash into the coast at a, as a cat four or a cat five. Now they're saying, um, actually. And so, I mean, I, I feel in the spirit, the same thing. There's like a, there's like a hurricane that is blowing right now and, and there is some intensity and some movement that has to, that has to quickly, has to quickly take place. Not this, you know, la-di-da, eventually we'll get around to this. And so just kind of take your time. No, 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 we don't have time to do that. And so if you're around some people who are just kind of like, you know, just 
you know, they're, they're kind of like, they, they may even be young, but they're like retired spiritually. Okay. <laughs> they're old in the spirit. They're an old soul. They are. They're like, oh, well, you know what? Eventually one day we'll get around to doing something. And maybe, maybe next year we can talk about, about winning the lost. Maybe in, uh, maybe we'll go out one weekend in the middle of June and um, when the weather is really nice and we can go out to a park and we can, we can tell five or six people about Jesus. I want to leave those people. Leave them. Get out of there. Get out of town. Get out of Dodge. Get around where someplace where life is coming. And come to come to Tennessee. Hallelujah. And, and and get around people who are going to encourage you to run with the fire, who are going to encourage you to, to get busy with the things that God has put inside of you. Some of you that are listening to this, your Bible college graduates, and maybe you haven't fully stepped into everything that God's put inside of you. My question to you is, why? That's it. Why? Why aren't you why aren't you just actively pursuing the things that God put inside of you? There's really no reason except look in the mirror, you'll see the reason right there. But if you were to look at your heart, your heart is full. God, the spirit of God isn't sitting back in a recliner inside of you going like, "Well, yeah, I don't think today. Maybe maybe next week, maybe next year. Maybe maybe in 10 years you'll be ready." No, God's ready right now. He's mm-hmm. ready to move. He's mm-hmm. ready to 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 touch the world. And so you have to determine within yourself, am I going to obey the Holy Spirit, or am I going to give in to my flesh or give in to those who are surrounding me who aren't doing squat? Mm-hmm. And if you surround yourself with people who aren't doing squat, then that's what you do. Right. Nothing. Right, right. And a lot of times, you know, it's just actually us being honest before God and, and saying, Father, forgive me. I've become complacent. I've allowed the fire of God, if, if you even ever received it, to, to dwindle, to, to basically the flame to go out. You know, you just need to get before God and lay on your, your face and, and repent and cry out for him and ask him for fresh oil to fill you with the fire of God once more that pro- will propel you forth. And he will do that. So, you know, as, as sincere and as much as you can surrender, that's what you need to do. That each of us, it's like a daily surrender to, it's not about our plan. It's not about our vision or anything else. It's simply us just embracing the plan of God, the vision of God and saying, God, I give you everything. And then allowing the grace of God and the strength and everything that he gives us to flow through us. That's the only way that we're able to do what we're able to do. And that is what brings success. And of course, momentum propagates momentum. And so don't stop what you're doing. Don't think, oh, I just got to slow down and take, you know, a sabbatical for six months. That's like the killer of all things. No, you need to get in God's. If you're if you're tired and you're worn out, then you need to get refreshed spiritually. A lot of people think, well, I just need to go sleep for a few days. And we're not against rest. Obviously, rest, you got to take care of your body, okay? But a lot of people think that whatever they're dealing with, that they can just fix that in the natural way when actually the root of it is actually a spiritual problem. 
And so you need to get refreshed spiritually. You need to allow the the Lord to burn things out of you. Sometimes, you know, it's because of discouragement or we have areas where we just feel like down or whatever that, that just stops us from going forward. But you know what? God is a healer and is a restorer of all things, whether it's a spiritual problem, a physical problem, an emotional, mental, whatever it is, it's a marital problem, whatever it is, God is such a restorer and he's a redeemer of time. So don't think think it's too late. Don't think that God's forgotten about you. Never, never in a moment could he ever forget about you. You're the most precious thing to him. So don't give up. Don't think, okay, well, you know, it's too late for me. I made a mistake. No, everybody has made mistakes. Each of us have done dumb things, but you know what? We don't let that be the hangup. As you were saying, babe, in the beginning, you know, we forget what lies behind. Don't let those things hold on to you. Of course, the enemy tries, he'll use whatever it is to try to keep you bound to try to stop forward progress and to so definitely true. keep you from embracing the call of God and, and even from connecting you with, with great other people. You know, there are people that may even be in the area that God has called you to, and you get offended by them, by dumb things. Well, I don't like the way they talk. I don't like this. I don't like that. Listen, get over embrace it. the good in people. Embrace that they are an amazing master at whatever God brought them in your life for, and just go for it. The, the, the most successful people in life, honestly, are super quirky. If you actually knew them and, and got to know that, like, they, they may, they've, but I mean, they're just super amazing in this one area, but in other areas of life, it's like they, you think, oh my gosh, what are they doing? They need doing? some help. Yeah, they need some help. Okay, it's don't true. focus on the negative things in people. You'll never glean then and be able to embrace from the positive things, you know? And sometimes it's just like we can get all caught up in, you know, all the weeds and the little details of life and lose the whole overall vision of what God has called you to do. Amen. And the thing is, is that you, you mentioned just a moment ago about, you know, thinking, well, the God's forgotten about me. God has not forgotten about you whatsoever. He has invested in you. The word of God says in first Corinthians four, seven, we have this treasure in these earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. God has put something great inside of you, something priceless, actually in in, in the earthly value. It is priceless. He has not forgotten where his investment is. Okay. He has not (laughs) forgotten his investment. Amen. His investment is inside of you and he's looking for successful returns. And yes. so, and so he's constantly checking in on you. Are you doing what I called you to do? Are, are you using the tools I've given you to use? Why, why, why are you just sitting back doing nothing? You know, come on, come on, get that, get that rolling inside of you. Stir up the gift inside of you. Paul told Timothy, stir it up, stir it up, stir it up. And, and, and so, so many of us just sit back and we're just like, you know what? I don't know if it's, if it's really time or, you know, maybe it's just, you know, God just isn't moving on me or anything like that. The Holy Ghost is moving within you. I mean, don't think you're like Samson, you know, occasionally when the spirit of God would move upon him, he'd move out and, you know, and occasionally, you know, this great work would be done and everything like that. That That's Old Testament. Right now, the Holy Ghost is living inside of us and he's moving like gangbusters. He's like, come on, we're going for it. We, we've, we've got so much to do. We have a short time to, uh, to get it done. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. And so we have to, we've got to move with an expediency and we have to understand the days are, the days are, are late mm-hmm. and, and we don't, we, we have, we have just hours left to be able to accomplish what is, uh, what is needing to be done on this earth. And you have to understand what your role is. God put something inside of you that you are to do that he hasn't called anybody else to do it. If you don't do it, it's not going to get done. 
Right. And so you actually, you're slowing things down for us all. <laughs> and so would you get with the program? I'm going to come kick your butt, okay? Because I, I want to see things moving ahead. And so, you know, sometimes you need to surround yourself with some butt kickers, okay? Yes. Surround yourself with some people who are going to, I mean, you know, like, let's go, come on. What are you doing? What are you sitting mm-hmm. around here for? Mm-hmm. Um and, and, you know, you do, you do have people that, you know, kind of like their, their personality is slow moving. <laughs> and, and those of us who are not slow moving, you make us like, oh, Lord Jesus, I'm going to pray for you with both hands. Um, and, uh, is that what you felt like in the car today when we were driving here? That's it. That's exactly right. <laughs> I was, I was like, driving. She was coming up to a light and everything like this, and and we're like five feet from the thing, and it turns yellow. Well, maybe not more five feet. Oh, we were so not five feet. I, I think I like, need to tell the story. I was like, go for it. <laughs> she puts the brake on. And I, was I like, put the brake oh. on before you said go for it. You said you could have made it. You could have made it, and she could have. <laughs> but my thing was, you know, I, we I were was... still, we were sitting still before the yellow light turned off. Oh, brother. And so I'm a punch it person. I'm a like, <laughs> boom, because yellow means for me, go faster. And to her, and it, for means, me, it start means slowing caution. down. You're supposed to be slowing yeah. down and stopping. And there was a video camera on the light as well. Yeah. But anyway, and, and I, I said lights. to him, I said, that that is like the, the total thing of the perfect description of our personalities. It is totally and, true. And God put us together. So that's right. <laughs> So she could slow me down. No, that's not the case. It's, it's the yes. balance. Yes. Thank you. Victoria's sitting across from us here. She's showing us the balance thing and everything like that. So we don't punch each other out. No, but the thing is that. But the, actually the, we, we help each other in that way though. And, um, because there has to be, there has to be right. a balance yes. in life and everything. And, and, and some people, some people just have a lot of zeal mm-hmm. and no understanding. Right. And no, and no wisdom to go with it. Right. And so you, you do have to have some people that go, wait, 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 wait a second. How are you going to do it? They're just going to go do it. Okay, how are you going to do it? Do you, have, do you have this worked out? Do you, do you have some of the details worked out? Oh, no, 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 that'll, that'll happen. Well, no, no, sometimes you need, to, you need to kind of figure some things out here first. Right. It's just like when we were preparing to, when the opportunity came for us to go to Zambia, um, we actually, it was not a convenient time whatsoever. In fact, the time that we were in Zambia, we were actually supposed to be, we had a revival scheduled here at our church. We did. And so that involved changing those dates. It involved for, there was some, a different dynamic with, with our kids and with our son's birthday and just some other things on the personal level. Like it was not a convenient time in, in it for several different reasons. And so, um, you know, I was really, I was, there was one day, especially when I was really struggling with, we were trying to figure out in the, the plane ticket thing wasn't coming together. It's like, you know, it's several, you know, legs of the journey and some worked, some didn't. I mean, there's just a number of, you know, kind of frustrating things that were, that were going on. And yet on the inside, you know, we felt like this is what we're supposed to do. This, this actually was a God ordained opportunity. We just did not know about it very much ahead of time. And you know, the Lord does that in certain things so that you actually will look to him. You'll actually depend upon him. You'll actually get out of your flesh. But anyway, this one 
day, I was just really, really struggling because, you know, I'm thinking, I don't even know how to make this all work. And, you know, for sake of time, I won't go into all the reasons, you know, why, but when I just say there were several factors, trust me, there were several different things to be able to, to make this work. And so, um, you know, really She's telling the truth, <laughs> really, you know, it was, you know, my husband who just had to say, look, I, I don't even have all the answers. I don't know, you know, um, how this is all going to work out, but I know on the inside, we've just got to keep moving forward. We've just got to keep doing this. And I realized at that point when not only did I have to trust him, but I had to trust the Holy Spirit on the inside and I had to surrender. It was a deeper mm -hmm. thing of surrender for me to go, okay, God, just do whatever you want to do. It doesn't matter that in my mind, I can't figure it out because I couldn't figure it out. You have to surrender all those things when the Holy Spirit is moving on you. And I had to just say, okay, it's in a sense, it's like throwing caution to the, the wind. wind. Because again, I'm a little bit more of a cautious person. I like things planned out, especially what about this? And you know, you, you've got your, 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 your mama bear heart too, that you've got to, you know, be able to, to do all those things. And, you know, and I said to my husband, well, what about this situation? What about this? And he said, look, we're not going to have the answer until we move forward. And I realized that time, and it was so true, all the little different components that needed to come together and the different, you know, care for the kids and all these different things that had to take place. None of that fell into place until I fully surrendered and said, okay, God, I'm just embracing it, whatever. Just, just show me exactly whatever I need to do. And I went 100% with my heart at that point. And so of course he's good for me in that sense that but you have to make a choice as an individual to be able to surrender. So there's different times when, when again, there's been other times when, you know, um, when the Lord has used me to help him to be able to, you know, more facilitate the vision because he's much more of a visionary person. So God uses each one of us, but we each have to surrender to the Holy Spirit. And guaranteed, if you're never outside of your comfort zone, you're not doing what God has called you to do. Because God, for one, for sure, 100% is, is wanting to get you out of your comfort zone. So what his plan is, is not going to just fit in your little box and just be, you know, perfectly smooth all the time or anything like that. You're going to have to be able to embrace, by faith, grab hold of what he's telling you to do and just be like, okay, God, here we go for it. The Bible says submitting one to another in love. And when it comes to sub submitting, submitting one to another in these areas, you're, you're actually, it's, it's people who are on, on the same page with you. People who right. are, who are, 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 are trying to fulfill the same vision. Not, I'm not talking about fire and water. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's, that's not what that's referring to at all. It, it's people who are, we're accomplishing the same goal, but you know what? You've got a part. I've got a part. Let's work it together. Even though sometimes you may disagree with how the other person is doing it. Sometimes you just got to step back and you've got to get out of your head. You've got to mm -hmm. get out of your emotions. You got to put those things aside and you have to understand, Hey, whatever it's going to take for me to work together with you to get this done, we're going to make it happen. Because, because you're going to find yourself surrounded by all kinds of different people, For different sure. personalities, different drives, different giftings and everything like that. When we, right. when we came down to Tampa to, um, to, uh, to help, uh, doctors Rodney and Adonica Howard Brown to accomplish the vision that God had called them to do. And God called us to, you know, join together with them for a, for a number of years and everything. But we, when we, when we went down there, I mean, we got stuck with inside of, uh, it was like a, a mosh pit of giftings and it was just like everything. It's just like, and everybody's moving at, at the speed of light. And, um, 
and and you know everybody's got a got a job to do and everybody's got to get their job done and and you have to though make room for each other and you have to allow people to to be able to do what God's called them to do and not push them aside so you can run your race. It's right. not like the, the race has only one lane, okay? <laughs> right. And, and that, that there's only one race going on at a time. Um, the thing is, is that you don't push somebody else out to accomplish your thing. You don't put them down. You don't, you don't trip them up. And so working together, submitting one to another in love yes. is something that absolutely has to take place. And so as you are as you're working with others in the body of Christ who have have a fire also and they have a determination, maybe it's coming, it's being expressed in them in a different way than what it is exactly with you. That doesn't mean it's wrong with them. doesn't mean it's wrong with you. It's just that there's different things that, that are having to be brought out. And right. God is working with all of us. We're all a part of the same body. Yes. And I mean, my elbow and my nose don't do the same thing, but they're, they are a part of the same body. They're not connected to each other, but I can't sneeze out of my elbow. And so <laughs> it's very important that, that, the, that the nose operates properly and that the elbow bends as it's supposed to. My nose was not made to bend unless somebody slugs it really hard mm-hmm. and then it's going to be a mess. And so the thing is, is that, you know, you want maybe everybody to be like you, but not everybody's like you, but they've got a job to do. Let them do their job and let them do with it, do their job with the intensity and with the fire of God and encourage each other and, and right. bless each other and help each other and, and see the good that God is doing and working through each other because we are all the body of Christ. And there is something that we have to accomplish here in these last days. Absolutely, yeah. It's all just about it really being, making sure in our for, the forefront of our mind that we are, where our eyes are on the big picture, that we don't lose, we don't lose that. We're actually all in the same time in the, on the body of Christ going forward to accomplish, increase, bring increase into the kingdom of God. So we don't ever want to forget that and lose sight of that and then start picking apart, you know, different people's different, you know, quirks or, or, uh, shortcomings or, or whatever. So. Amen. Absolutely. And so just, you know, bless people like, like she said, you know, don't, don't, don't pick on them and everything like that. Bless them and, and help them and everything like that. Yes. And, and choose those that are, that are, are, are going to surround you. You, you make choices. Mm-hmm. You, you, you pick the people that you're going to grow around. I mean, right. you can, you, you can, you can pick your friends, you can pick your nose, but you can't pick your friend's nose, but you can, <laughs> you can definitely choose those that are going to surround you. Okay. Yes. And so choose wisely those that are going to be around you and position yourself for success. Yes. And what God is calling you to do. And we'll see you at the top. Yes. And we'll see you at the top. Absolutely. We're so glad that you've been uh, listening to the podcast and we encourage you, please like this, please share it. Okay. Yes, share this with that. somebody that needs some encouragement that is running the race uh, fervently or somebody that maybe they're sitting on a pillow and they need to get up <laughs> off that cushion. Okay. And so uh, we encourage you to uh, check back in with us a year again, a couple times a week. This podcast is coming to you, the Last Days podcast. We love you. We appreciate you. We thank God for you and what he's doing in you and through you. And so until next time, from Johnson City, Tennessee, the beautiful hills that you need to come see. We love you so much. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Love you all. Bye-bye. 
Hey, this is Dr. Todd Holmes, and I want to thank you for listening to this podcast, whether it was myself or my amazing wife, Katie, maybe the two of us together. If you want to be more than just an occasional listener and desire to really stand with us as we take the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ to this generation, go to riveroftricities.com. That's riveroftricities.com and click on Donate to be a part of the last day's army of monthly partners that we're taking ground with. If you'd like to do that, I would like to send you a special gift for partnering with us. So until next time, thank you so much for listening. God bless you.